Drummers Only Radio. Drummers Only is the UK's leading drum shop with store locations in Glasgow and Leeds. Our podcasts are full of interviews, gear reviews, and much more from the unique perspective of a drum shop. The show is hosted by two pasty Scottish dudes who talk real fast. Whoa. Slow down there, Braveheart. So here's Chris, the Glasgow shop manager, and Adam, the social media manager. Be sure to like, subscribe, and let's do this. Hey, man. How's it going? Good. How are you? Very well. Uh, oh, our, our guest's already branded. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's step, getting out one here. step ahead. Yep. Uh, so welcome to Drummers Only Radio episode 40. Yep. Uh, and we are here today with a very special guest, Mr. Ian Aguado Bush. Good evening. Hello, Ian. Good evening, guys. How are we doing today? <laughs> Great. <laughs> How are you? Well, yeah, I'll give you said radio, so I thought I'd put on my radio out, my radio voice today for this podcast. Okay. The entire episode has to be done this way now. Yeah. No problem, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ian, um, not everybody that shops with us will know who you are. So, could you just do us a favour and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and your job and. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, so my name is Ian Aguado Bush. I am uh, sort of manager of all the percussion brands at Headstock Distribution, and that includes uh, Zildjian, Tama, Aquarian, and all such like. I basically Real. do all the all the marketing, all the AR for for Tama and Aquarian. Not so much Zildjian, um, but yeah, that's that's my role. I just take care of everything to do with percussion. Um, so that's not a small job, really, is it? Yeah. No, it's not, man. <laughs> I'd imagine that's Can't quite. Can't put that on a post-it note. No. So, what does that mean, man? Like for people, like because we love people who will have no idea what that means. Okay. So, um, basically, everything you see that goes out uh, social media-wise, I'm responsible for, and you know, me, me and Sim collaborate doing that sort of stuff. Simeon is the guy who works for me at Headstock, the best guy in the world. I think you'll both agree. He's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's legend. Um, legend. Yeah, he is. One hundred percent. Yeah, so so all the social media, so I do all the artist relations, um, anything you guys need from a from a uh, shop point of view, with like um, you know any any information about product, anything to do with product, all the buying, I do all the buying. So any any single piece of product that comes into the UK, I've purchased it from either Zildjian, Aquarian, or Tama. Um, yeah, I mean to to be fair, there's there's nothing within that role that isn't done by me. That's huge. <laughs> Bever badass, yeah. yeah. Like did you know, did you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know it's the silence that preceded yeah. that? Let that yeah. sink in. And, uh, yeah. well, so we'll just see you next week. Yeah, yeah, that's so. It, yeah. So thanks for having me. Um, Jesus, so like, I mean, it's pretty fascinating because from a customer perspective, you know, a lot of our customers, and I'm sure I'm not being patronising when I say this, but a lot of customers just assume that we order it directly from Tama or directly from Zildjian or you know or whoever yeah. you know so it's like Ian is kind of our middleman absolutely so sort of ambassador for those brands and those are some yeah. of the biggest brands on the market man yeah I so mean Zildjian Jesus Christ it's got like yeah. you know, 400 years worth of heritage behind it you know are they, are, I think aren't they in the Guinness Book of Records for being like the longest family run yeah, I, th- in the yeah world? I think so because it's been con- consistently family run all yeah. that time yeah, um, I mean, yeah, so very, very impressive. But I mean, you're right what you say about um, consumers, simply because, you know, even, even me as a, as a kid, you know, I'd walk into a, a music shop like Drummers Only, look at the symbols, play around and just have no idea of how it got from being in a factory to in the store. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's mm-hmm. a bit of a... It's a bit of a weird one because, you, you know, look at you, behind you, you've got loads of snares, people going to play them every day, mm. but... That's that's as far as the relationship goes. They go to your store, yeah. they try one of your drums, and assuming that it almost grew there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. But there's <laughs> there's this I whole mean, process behind it. We just hide the symbol tree out the back just so they don't we, see it. You know. I've actually I've had a conversation with a customer before, or I can't remember. It was a while ago. Who didn't know that we actually had to buy the stock? Oh he really? Thought, yeah, he thought that the stock just arrived and. It was dealt with sort of after the fact. He didn't realise that we all the stock that's in here we actually physically have to buy. He had yeah. no idea that that 
yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. That, that, and this is what I mean when people, when I say people won't have any idea what you do. Some of them literally have no idea that that happens. Yeah, that's it, even a they, process. They, they like, don't have to. They don't need to know yeah. that. No, you know? no, no, no. Because their relationship, like I say, their relationship is with you. It's not with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But, you know, I, th- I think it's, it's kind of one of those things that I, I wish more people did know because even for you guys, the amount of work that goes, you know, there's, there's an SLP aluminium or sonic steel drum behind you. Mm-hmm. The amount of work that goes in just to get that drum to you. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. I started work on that four months ago. Yeah. You know, when, yeah. I, when, I, when I did the, the ordering. So then, yeah. you know, I, I do this, this purchasing based on production months in the factory. I have to allow for lead time. I then have to coordinate the marketing to get to you guys to make sure that you get it in time to sell to your customers. Yeah. That's all broken down because they just walk into your store, see that drum, play it, like it, buy it. They yeah. don't think about the process that's got that drum to your shop. Yeah. 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 So how much of your job is reactive or how much do you get to like I'm not gonna say create trends, but decide what gets sold. So like that the, the user gonna bring that you as a company as headstock are gonna bring this drum in. Do you get mm. to decide that or is that yes. something that's right, yep. okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Um yeah, I mean Obviously, you know, Hoshino, who are the company who, who own Tama and mm-hmm. Ibanez. Um, so Hoshino will manufacture a, a product like that Sonic Steel behind you. Um, they'll present it to us and then that's, that's it. We're, we're off. You know, it's like, okay, this is what we've got. Do you want to buy it or don't you want to buy it? Mm-hmm. I can either decide not to buy it uh-huh. or decide to buy it. And there has, okay. there has been things in the past that I haven't bought that haven't come to the UK. Um, because, you know, my opinion or the collective opinion of, of the guys I work with, Andy Sadowski, your your mm-hmm. your sales rep, great guy, Preach. knows knows his stuff, unbelievably. You know, I'll always speak to him when it comes to to purchasing new product because it's like, you know, he knows he's in touch with you guys. He knows what you like. He knows what's going to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, you know, it's one of those things that you never get it right. It's just varying degrees of wrong. Yeah. Do you know well, what I was going to ask you that, like, what when you're talking about buying gear, you know, has there been gear that you've bought that's maybe surprised you by its either success or even lack thereof? You know, mate, a hundred percent. There, yeah. there is, there is one line of product. I'm not going to say what it is. There's one line of of product that I bought in the abundance. And it just hasn't sold through. It's just been a complete failure. Wow. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, you're kind of left with a warehouse full of gear that you can't sell to your dealers because no consumers are buying it or even asking for it. So, wow. you know, you, you, you do get it tremendously wrong sometimes. <laughs> you know, and that's... that's it, It's all part and part. I mean, you know, it will sell. Without a doubt, it will sell. The, you know... We can have it for... I mean, I remember when I started at Headstock, there were some drum kits in the warehouse that they'd had for like 10 years. Jenks. So, I mean, they, you know, that just hadn't sold. So yeah, it yeah. does happen sometimes. Um, but then again, the other end of the spectrum, you'll get a new product release like the K-Suite range that's, that's recently come out. You know, you, you, you guys <laughs> have had some of those the, some of those cymbal sets, the, the, the brand new cymbal set. Um, you know, I bought a, a ton of them. Well, they dropped and went. I should have doubled, probably tripled what I ordered, but you know, you never quite know. So you gotta yeah. kinda of hedge your bets where you think you're most likely to to mm. get some sales. But you know, coming back to your original question, do I have a say in what you know, what we order and, you know make into trends? Yes we do. I mean, you know, I think one of one of the, the, the proudest moments so far with, with headstock is the um is the walnut birch. You know, I knew from the get-go that that was going to be a monster. Do you mm. know what I mean? I, I just, you know, I got to play it at least five months before it even came out in the UK. Wow. You know, as soon as I hit a drum, I thought, man, just I'll yeah. just give me 10 in every colour. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's that sort of thing. And mm. I've been proven right because it has, you know, it's one of the fastest, probably if not the fastest selling kit on the market today. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Nobody can I get remember, enough of it. I remember when that kit came out, and remember I came down to Headstock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. We did some videos on it, and 
just much like Ian, you know, I hit, I think it was the 16 inch floor tom and it just went on for days and it just felt, it was almost like, do you know that, like how you imagine Thor's hammer right in the ground? <laughs> like, it was like that yeah, yeah. rumble, like, <laughs> like totally. And it's still going, yeah. In fact, I think it's still going from like 2018 when I first hit it. Yeah, I um, think that was Eddie's one as well. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's right. Um, and it was just phenomenal. So you're totally right. Like it's just, those kits are just amazing. Do you think that's got anything to do with like music that, of the time? That's 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 hip, or like you mentioned, any guys that are playing it, or do you think it's just sometimes it just it just get it right? Do you know what? Some I think it's more often than not a bit of both. Right. Do you know what I mean if you, if you get the right guy playing the right kit or cymbals at the right time? It's, yeah. it's you know it's a match my I mean you know Eddie was perfect for that kit mm-hmm. you know he was he was hot at that moment you know there was yeah. a lot of stuff going on with his his members site he was doing a lot of clinics it, it was just it was just perfect and when we go mate I mean even you know not even necessarily drums like the PST 137 mm-hmm. the uh the Starphonic um mm-hmm. drum steel drum Mate, we've sold so many off the back of him. It is unbelievable. So, yeah. you know, equally, c- coming around slightly to a different point, you know, when we're talking about Eddie in particular, getting the right artist as well to push the product. You know, he's young, he's hip, as you say. He's, you know, he's cool. He's he's a very, very, very good player. Um no ego, so it makes him very approachable. Got time for his 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 fans and the, and, and the public and all that sort of thing. He's done some massive gigs, mm. um, and I think you know I, I, if I look at when I gave him the PST thirteen seven, mate, I could almost track a spike in orders and sales. It's it was a phenomenon. It's unbelievable. It's pretty amazing. I don't know that people realise just how valuable a guy like that can be to both brands and shops. Yeah, I mean, brands, shops, even social media, man. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if he puts something else on that... You know, I mean, I remember he did a um, he did a video for me once on that particular snare drum. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, this is going away from the Walnut Birch, but we'll come back to it. But he did, a, he did a, like, a rudiment video on that. Mm-hmm. And it was the most viewed video we or Tama US had ever had on a video. It was just ridiculous. So, yeah the power of an endorser and the correct product in the correct setting, which is what you originally asked, is is gold. That's amazing. It's amazing. We just, you, you kind of spoke about it briefly there, Ian, about endorsements, you know. Can you, we, now, as a shop, I mean, I'm sure you get this a lot, being A&R, you know. Oh, there we go. He's, he's sat back in his chair. <laughs> you, you said A&R, I've yeah. switched off. I switched, oh, no. Can you, can you do this without ranting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, Go on. I mean, what, what's the question? Well, I really you, want to know. Kind of, <laughs> <laughs> can you talk to us about the realities of an endorsement? Because we get conversations about this. I mean, especially when the shop was open, we got conversations about this almost on the daily. In what sense? We've had customers come in and be like, "Can I get an endorsement in sticks? Because I don't want to buy them anymore." Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so, like. Or I've um, had like conversations like you know, oh, I just keep breaking all my symbols. You know, it, this won't be a problem when I get an endorsement. And it's like, yeah, it's um, one of those. It's one of those things, man. It's like some people, again, some people get it really right. Do you know what I mean they they don't they don't expect anything? Generally, nine times out of ten, these people are the ones who have already invested in the gear. Mm-hmm. So you know the the. My most favourite people, my most favourite artist, artist endorsement seekers, if you like, they're the people that come to me and say, hi Ian, um, yeah, just wanted to introduce myself, you know, I've been playing Tama for, for seven or eight years, bought my first kit way back when, I've just bought this kit as well, um, not expecting anything, just wanted to let you know that I exist, you know, go and check out my Instagram, here's a couple of links, um, if there's ever any opportunity where we can work together, that'd be great. Thanks for your time. See you later. Mate, when I get one of them, it's like... <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's just amazing. Yeah. But then you get the people on the other side of the coin. where and Now, I've got some stories, man, believe me, about endorsement requests. Here's a great one. 
<laughs> I get into my uh, I get into my office one day, open my emails, and um, a guy's written me an email saying, "Hi, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, um, I'm in the best thing since sliced bread. Um, I really want to play uh, your drums, mm. dear, yeah. dear, dear, who to whom it may concern, insert yeah. name." Um, I really want to play your drums. No, no specifics. Yep. Instantly but, a red flag. Well, not only that, mate. If you're gonna do that, that's fine. If you want to throw out that sort of email, that's fine. But at least take so and so at Natal at you know .co.uk. So and so at Pearl Europe .co.uk. So and so at Ludwig. You know, yeah. take all them off of the CC. Yeah. He'd left them all in. Oh no! Do you know what I mean? So I just replied to all. I replied <laughs> to everyone saying, "Mate, if you don't really want to play Tama drums, don't play drama Tama drums. Do one." Oh yeah. yeah. Do you know like, what I mean? It's just. Yeah. <laughs> Look, sometimes, sometimes even you guys are cringing. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're right. Oh, man, it's just <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah, and, and that's what I think. That's what people really need to understand is that I think that. An endorsement swings both ways. You have to endorse them for them to endorse you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, you have to love what you want to play. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, because you don't, no one's getting free gear now, really. Um, well, this is a common misconception, man. Chris, you, yeah. you, like, you've hit the nail on the head, mate, because <clears throat> I think there's a lot of, should we call them up and coming artists, who still think it's like even, even 10 years ago. Do you know what I mean? When when people were getting free gear, when there was more money in the industry, they just assume that an endorsement equals free gear. Mate, you're not Michael Jordan. Do you know what I mean? It's you know that's we don't live in that world where there's millions of pounds flying around for us to just spaff out gear left, right, and centre. Yeah. It doesn't happen. No. If you want to go on, I was going to say even guys like Michael Jordan are not thinking about endorsements; they're thinking about the game. Yeah. All yeah, he wants absolutely. to do is play basketball absolutely. at the best level. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I think, you know, it's uh, there, there's one um, artist in particular, a, a, a guy called Matt Brooks. Um, he play, he's, he's a timer guy and a Zildjian guy. Um, he plays for Ray and loads of other people. He is someone who hasn't got the biggest online following at all. But he's invested in the brand time and time again. So whenever I get an opportunity to, even though he's not, like I say, he's not, you know, your Eddie Thrower or your Jack Bevan or your Matt Nichols, mm-hmm. I always try and help him out and, you know, you know, give him a snare here and there or mm-hmm. you know, give him a pedal or, mm-hmm. you know, try and help him out because he's just a really, really lovely guy and he's invested in the brand. Yeah, yeah. Of, of like the last 10, 15 years probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. like the last 18 months he's decided no, to play Tama. He's sudden, probably yeah. played them in his entire life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, there's another example. Where, where's the? Uh, I got a, I got a message today, mate, and um, it was a guy who who contacted me through the um, through the tuna fish socials, and he he messaged me saying, "Hi, um, really like your products. Um, just wanted to talk to you about an endorsement, and you know, is if if there's any chance of you sending me some product." So I replied with, "Mate, go to the website, buy some product." Mm-hmm. try it out see if you like it and then maybe we'll talk about an endorsement mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i mean you know it's just it baffles me i mean endorsements are one of those things mate i could talk all day about them yeah because yeah. The, you know they're they're one thing that you have to get right if you're going to approach a company approach a brand that you love don't yeah. approach a brand just for free gear because like you say it doesn't exist anymore yeah, yeah. and the, the, the thing is as well Another common misconception is they just that person will just assume that the brand is going to do all the promoting for them, not quite realizing that no, you're you're now a businessman almost for that brand. If you're not pulling your weight or you're not getting what they're investing in you, like they're not going to want to keep you around. I mean, I'm not going to mention any names, but I've heard some of the biggest artists in the world lose their stick endorsement because they're not selling. Oh, wonder who you could be talking about. Do you know what I mean? Like, just sticks just don't sell. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and and yeah, and they've played with some. They've played some of the biggest gigs in the world. And yeah, it's they, true. They, you know, um, it's, like, it's it's all about selling symbols as well. I remember Mike Johnson talking about when he got his um 
his signature symbol. And he was talking to the guys at Minor. He's like, so we're going to do what? The first quarter, we're going to do like 300 symbols. Like, Mike, we'll probably do like six. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, wow, okay. Like, he totally misunderstood how the business side of this industry, the sales side of it is. It's just not anywhere near what people think. No, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's, there's, and, and equally, along that sort of same questioning, people think, you know, I've been asked several times by, by different people about, um, you know the possibility of a of a signature drum or a, a signature signature symbol or a signature stick something like that. They just have no idea that you know that's that's saved for like the elites. Do you know what I mean? Like your Lars Ulrich, and and even then he'll probably only a signature drum of his will probably only do two hundred worldwide. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's um, it's one of those things that's just it almost never happens and yeah. if it does happen there has to be a massive marketing campaign behind it yeah yeah to justify the cost yeah yeah i mean End that's production. got on a production line yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah and that's so, another thing that people don't get yeah yeah so we'll we'll kind of park that because it's a family chat <laughs> <laughs> no, I just i think i think it, 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 it's a difficult one to get right and it, it's a yeah, difficult yeah, one to yeah. talk about and not and not yeah, yeah. So, but what, I tell you what, I tell, just to end that on a positive though, I think if you if you are someone who who is looking for an endorsement, what I would say is think about it. You're you're probably not going to get a full endorsement straight away, but if you work hard, you you show your passion for the brand and you work on good content, there's always a chance. So always touch base and let us know that you exist, because that's that's the way to do it. So you represent, as we've talked about, two of the biggest brands. So where do you see things like the identity of Tama in the UK? Like, and what I mean by that is like, who's playing Tama? Is it rock guys? Is it pop guys? Is it a wide mix of people? It's funny because when I when I started at Headstock six and a half years ago now, the roster was very very different to what it is now. You know, I'm, I. I think one one of the biggest things that I wanted to do when I got there immediately was create diversity and and make sure that you know all the genres were were represented and you know every race color and creed was was involved as well do you know what I mean it's it's one of those things that you know I think when when I when I started there was it was quite rock heavy it was it was like it was like rock and gospel chopping Oh, okay. And there was like there there didn't seem to be much in between, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I just tried to to sort of try and move it around a bit and shape it slightly differently. So we had, you know, we had people like your your Jack Bevan, who I I think would agree, you know, he's not a rock drummer, mm. um, and then we you know we got Matt Nichols, who is a you know a, a hard rock drummer, and then you got Ed doing the sort of rock pop thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, Beanie doing the dance thing mm-hmm. you got um Charisse Osei doing the yeah. the 80s thing yeah. you know it's it, it's a really really nice diverse roster now um yeah, yeah. and I think and it's quite encouraging to see as well that at, like festival lineups you know there is a lot of wide spectrum of genres you know yeah like, yeah I think well that's brand. yeah it's that mate you're absolutely right and it's it's one of those things that obviously you know when I go to all the well I used to go to all these festivals. <laughs> What's a festival? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a gig? Um, no, let's not get dark. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. So you know, I'd I'd go on the um, like the Reading and Leeds, um, uh, you know, uh, festival flyer, and it fill me with an immense amount of pride to go uh, tick, tick. Tick, <laughs> tick, tick. <laughs> yeah, that's one of mine. One of mine. One of mine. One of mine. <laughs> you know. And all the time thinking, yes, at least I, no, at least I know I'm in all three days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guys like Jeremy Stacey, eh? Noel Gallagher's oh, just been put, no, just put out a big shout about that kit, eh? Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah. Thanks to thanks to my very very dear friend Jeremy Stacey, who is, and he won't mind me saying, the most annoying artist <laughs> in the world. <laughs> And he won't mind me saying that because we have a very, very good relationship. We've got, you know, he he's answered the phone to me on a FaceTime and, you know, it's been his nipple. 
and stuff. And Amazing. you know, we we've had some very very strange encounters. But yeah, so he was play- he got um he got a new star walnut uh, just over a year ago, um, and then uh, Noel said to him, "What the hell's that kit? I want one." Mm. So we got Noel a kit. Yeah, um, that's yeah, it was a star, a star walnut kit, and he, yeah, Noel gave it a shout out, and man, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, just off the back of that, what's some of, when you're talking about like artists sometimes being annoying or not, but like what's some of the strangest requests you've had from artists, you know, about kit specs? Uh, nothing really, nothing really strange. I mean, Drew Michael for Sam Fender, um just uh done a gold album so i just want to drop that one in there just just saying Um, uh, about to go platinum what um (laughs) what (laughs) don't trip on that (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so drew is one of those that you know he's got like a is is set up is a 22 Oh, wow. It's like, oh man, just go for a 16, 16 so it's not a custom build. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, we sell a shell yeah. pack in those sizes. Just get the shell pack, man. Save yourself some hassle. We've probably got one in the warehouse, but yeah. oh no, he wants yeah. the 15, 15 floor tom. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, you know, sometimes you get you get one like that, but I guess. Not not many kit requests. I've had some odd um, requests for like you know videos and st- you know for videos and things like that and you know kind of literally down to the wire moments where you know I remember Jack Bevan um, from Foles. He um, he messaged me. It must have been about two or three o'clock in the morning our time, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, "Oh yeah, Ian." Um, uh, we, we've decided to do a, a video uh, tomorrow. Um, is there any way we can get a kit? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Wh- wh- you know, where do you need it? Sao Paulo. Whoa. Huh? What? <laughs> uh. Like, so how long have I got to do this? And he said, um, well, we're going to sh- start shooting about uh, six o'clock tomorrow. And so this was about 13 hours I had to get this, you know, from three o'clock in the morning, my time, to six in the evening, his time. I had about thirteen hours or so to get to sort this piano black three-piece kit for him in Sao Paulo. That was but an odd request. Did you get? Did you do how, it? How? Yeah. Yeah. Did, like, how? <laughs> yeah, how? How does? How does that even? Like. Well, talk us through the know, process. Okay. Well, talking about artist relations and and what it takes to be an artist relations guy. It's it's exactly that. It's being able to be at the end of the phone and sort a problem for one of your artists at any given point. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, my, you know, Jeremy will know because he phones me all the time. My phone is always on. Mm-hmm. You know, to to my artist, my phone is always on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because you know you never you never know you never know what's going to happen. You never know what they're going to need, where they're going to need it, and it just so happened that this day. You know, Jack needed a kit in Sao Paulo in 13 hours. So, fortunately, I know the distributors over there. Um, so, I got straight on the email. And by the time I woke up in the morning, a kit was already on its way. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. You know, so it's... it's And, it, you know, that, that kind of helps as well. It's about... It's all about relationships. Making sure that... You know, not, not only with you guys. Because, obviously, you know... You know as well as I do that we maintain a great relationship. Mm. Chris... You know, I've known yeah. you for years and we've yeah, always man. had a you know decent relationship. Yeah. We went to Boston, um, man. Yeah, I know, man. Tell yeah. me about it. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah you got <laughs> to suck on the bus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell that story later. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. No, that's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so, you know, it's it's about maintaining relationships. Relationships with your stores, relationship with your artists, relationships with people who inevitably will need to help you out and you'll have to cash in a favour at some point. So yeah. how how different is the job from how people perceive it? Well, yeah, mate, massively. It's like polar opposites because people think, oh man, 
you you do artist relations for Metallica. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Until you need to do something like last minute. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you don't just go get to sit around and hang out with the band and you know drink booze and and you know look at naked women and you know it, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. It's work. It's work all the time, and it's very very hard work because you're constantly on the clock. It's not about just you know, going to gigs and hanging out backstage, which is boring anyway. You know, <laughs> there's this there's this common misconception that oh, you know, yeah, we're gonna to get to go backstage. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're all vegans and there's nothing really going on. So, yeah, I mean, you can you can go backstage, but you're gonna be sitting on the couch probably watching the TV. Same thing you'd be doing at home. You know, it's it's, it's what people think the music industry is is not what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, Chris, you've been to, you've, you've been to LTA shows with me, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like... absolutely. That was just came to mind. Like, we, we hung out and they're all just like, hey, oh, hey, man. How's it going? Like, yeah, it's good. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Did you enjoy the show? Yeah, it was great. People think there's a party going on backstage, no, but there's, no. there's never anything like that. And I think I remember them living out of suitcases. Yeah. They were like, literally living out their suitcase. Like, wow, that's, that's, it's not like, Swimming pools and Lamborghinis or whatever, Rolls no. Royces rather. You know, it's. it's I remember the first time I did it, man. I was like, just after I started a, a headstock. Obviously, me and Ed hit it off straight away. With you know, we mm. just the same people. Yeah. Um, so I remember he, he said to me, "Oh yeah, do you want to you come out on tour of us? All right, sick. This is yeah. going to be amazing. We're going to party every night. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get to the bus." You put your stuff on the bus. You get to the venue. You get off the bus. You put your stuff in the in the green room or the band room, wherever the crew room, whatever. You sit on your ass for about ten hours. Mm. Do the show. Pack your stuff away. Back on the bus, and you eat, sleep, repeat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes the, the like the Brixton show. We did with them, you know. If it's the last show of the tour, there's there's always something going on. You have a few drinks, you go to the next, go to the bar, and you know it's it's yeah, all good. But yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't happen during the run because they they've got to stay like focused. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and they've got to stay it's not sober. Like the rock and, and roll stories of yore where people are throwing <laughs> TVs out of windows yeah. and stuff. No, like. no bowls. Mate, half the time all they want to do is go sleep. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? Because that was, it's my, just that was like my first experience at a UK drum show because I it was my first trade show and I thought, man, this is going to be wild. Yeah. I cannot wait. There's going to be yeah. artists. There's going to be everybody yeah. meeting everyone from the industry. This is going to be bonkers. And I remember arriving at the UK drum show and I, I was like, cool, what's going on? And I, I think I actually walked past you, Ian, and you were just like, oh, I'm going up the road. Yeah, I'm like, going to my bed. I, <laughs> like, bye. We had a 20 hour stall build. Yeah, you know? thanks. Yeah. 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 And it's still s- not finished. Our solar yeah. drums didn't turn up for a day. Do you remember yeah, that? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I do. Like, I do. That was so good. I, I, I was in Leeds that day and I, I remember texting you saying, That's me just leaving Leeds. I'm just heading over to Manchester now. And you were like, Cool, when you get here, we'll get started. And I was yeah. like, Get started? What yeah. the fuck? I, <laughs> like, I have to admit. That was the one time where I was happy to walk away and see you still sat uh, on the floor absolutely <laughs> fuming that your gear hadn't turned. I'm like, see you, mate. I'll see uh, you at the bar tomorrow uh, morning. Yeah, yeah, totally. We put a drum stall together in four hours, man. Yeah. It yeah. was rapid. It was like... Hats like, off to you, man. Yeah, man. Close to the bone, man. Like We were still setting up about 20 minutes before people started yep. piling in. Like, that, that, yeah. that was that was the show where I first scared the shit out of you, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Ian has this oh, I, I, like, kind of hidden, or not so hidden talent of just being able to just scare the shit out of yeah. you. He knows when you're coming out a lift. He knows when you're going to come out your bedroom door. He knows when you're going to come out the toilet. I've got BTSD about coming out of a room now in case you're just behind the door. Like, I'm always there. Just like, I double check. I put like a mirror around the, like, oh, in the doorway. So good. So yeah, good. That, that's the not so glamorous side of it, man. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, so how is, what's it like for you when you've got to deal with artists who don't use both brands? So you might have to coordinate someone that uses Sabian or someone that uses Minol. Or, and I mean, when, you were, when we had Annika, because Tamar distri- Tamar distribute or distributed by Minel in Germany, is that right? Yeah, yes. Right, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. she play. You've got to coordinate with them and just to get drums and cymbals over here for a week. Yeah, exactly. Um, but let's just have a quick story about that gig 
and okay. your uh, your place, shall we? Because this is quite a good one, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that Anika's going to be listening to this at some point. In fact, when you put this live, I'm going to tag her in it and give her the the, the time code. Um, <laughs> so that was a, a run that I had organised. So minor were not really anything to do with it because it was it was mainly educational that that we did. We did um we did drum depot and we did you guys. Um, now. Oh God, so bad. That's, this is one of the, this is one of those. This is one of those. I still have sleepless nights over it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's no. one of those those cringy, horrific moments that I only pray I never have to live again. So we finished the um, we finished the gig at at, at Drum Depot, and uh, we pack away and you know, go and have a couple of drinks and wake up in the morning, set off to Glasgow from Cardiff. And the motorway is shut. Oh, oh, no. And then, I think it, I think is it the M M sixty two? I think I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember what the road is. That, so, the one from Cardiff to get onto the main road to go up to Glasgow was shut. So yeah. we had to go around, and then we got on the the main motorway that takes us up to to Glasgow. I can't remember which motorway it is, but there was an accident. So it's like, you know, and bear in mind from from Cardiff to this motorway to go to Scotland, it must have been about four hours already. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So yeah, it, it was it was proving to be a bit of a a pull your teeth out kind of situation. So we got on this on the on the motorway and it, you know just ground to a massive halt. And w- I'm not joking, it was about three hours and we had done about a mile. Oh no, man. And then, so we we left. We left at um, I think it was about nine o'clock. We left Cardiff. A.M. and uh, nine o'clock A.M. Yeah, we left yeah. Cardiff. We got to Glasgow at half past ten p.m. Oh my god, mate! I was That's like, from hell. You yeah. know, I like what do you? You know, you got one of the biggest artists in the world in your car mm-hmm. that you could have flown up why didn't I fly her up why didn't I fly her up yeah. why didn't I fly her up <laughs> and you, you're just thinking of all the things that could have gone wrong at one specific time it's all happened yeah so then we get to Glasgow we've only stopped at services and stuff and if you know Anika you know that she eats like a sparrow anyway yeah she's vegan you know, right she, yeah, she's vegan. So yeah. she's, yep. you know, we can only really stop at like the, the M&S food stops and things like that because they do a pretty decent range of, of vegan and food and, mm-hmm. you know, fruit and all stuff like that. We get to Glasgow and all the restaurants are shut. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, she just wants a decent meal and go to bed. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, like, mm-hmm. I, I get it. So yeah, was, it was it a Saturday I, night? Yeah. Because yeah. it, it was the Sunday that it we did was, the show, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know what was happening, but it was it was spectacularly quiet. <laughs> um, and so we we walked we walked around. And I was phoning around, phoning around, and at last, I, you know, like a like a beam of magic light shone down on this little Italian, this little family-owned Italian somewhere on um, where where the where the where we did the drum show was. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. Was, the west, it was in the West End. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And. Um, so this this Italian was open, so I, I managed to to get her in, and you know, mate, it was like how somebody can go, go from, can go from being physically exhausted and and visually annoyed to being happy, yeah, just like that because they got a bit of food in their belly, yeah. and then you know now we laugh about it, and every time she comes over, it's like okay. We'll do a show, but as long as we're not spending thirteen hours in the car, you know that sort of thing. <laughs> so, but you know that that is one of those occasions where it's like, oh, god damn it, man, Earth, open up and swallow me whole, please. Yeah. Was that the first time you'd ju- met Annika? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was oh, the first man. thing I'd ever done with her, so it was like, you know, I, you know, she's hundred fifty thousand followers on 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 Instagram or whatever, and, and I'm little old Ian Aguado Bush trying to prove myself to the time of massive. So, like, <laughs> oh god, it just it just fell to bits. Anyway, so yeah, so that was so that was good. So we did it, and everything was great in the end. And she did, a, I think you'll agree, she did an amazing yeah. show. Oh, she's awesome, she's yeah. amazing, she yeah. was absolutely phenomenal. Good yeah. god. Um, so yeah, so that was that. So uh, coming back to your question about um, dealing with is 
um, Tama and, and Moran Lattis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to be honest, you just kind of put the cap on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, Zildjian would never have a go at me because they know that, you know, not I can't get all the artists playing Zildjian. I mean, I've done a pretty good job of of getting some Zildjian artists to play Tama and some Tama artists to play Zildjian. So I try and make it work wherever I can. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people like Anika who have got massive minor um, endorsements, it's, it's just one of those things. And both the brands get it and, you know, you just kind of have to get on with it. And, you know, and when she comes over, I've got I've got my Tama hat on and that's that. And Norbert is about <laughs> most of the time anyway. So, you know, he kind of he kind of follows her around as well. So, you know, me and Norbert get on really well. So, it's yeah, yeah it's cool, man. It's it's not a big deal. Yeah. just You spoke about it briefly um, when we were talking about going on the road and stuff. But And you're talking about when you're at gigs, you know, you are still working. But what are some of the coolest events you've been a part of with a Oh, Metallica. 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 Oh, really? Well, wow. Yeah. My favourite moment. In the, Well, I've got... I've got I've got a couple of favourite moments. One of them being the the last LTA show at Brixton. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, obviously me and Eddie are kind of best mates, and and I'd been knocking around with them for like the whole time that I was I was at Headstock, and you know, me and all the boys had got very very close. Even the management, I'm very close to the management, and still are. Mm-hmm. And, you know that that last note at the end mm. was like. <sighs> Pretty emotional. God damn, man, the, the ride's over. Do you know what I mean? I remember we were all we were all backstage after, <laughs> you know, all crying. And I remember Ed getting off of his kit, and he sort of looked at me, and and I looked at him, and you know, he, he picked up his snare, and I said, "Go, go and give it away." And I meant like just the snare. Where he proceeded to give almost everything away. It was like it, it, something came over him. He gave his his snare drum away, and then he gave. A, a, another stand, and then he gave his pedal, and then he was giving away his symbols. I was like, "Fuck me, calm down! I'm gonna have to reimburse this. <laughs> okay. I've got to give you all this stuff again, man. Stop giving shit away." <laughs> it was like an emotional moment at the start, and then it just became angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that was a cool moment, and then yeah, I mean, you know, being able to be there with with Metallica at House of Vans. Mm. You know, I mean, that, you know, House of Vans is 400 cap venue. You know, it's like, you know, hanging out with, with Lars beforehand and, you know, that, oh, man, it's like, you know, he, he's kind of the reason I like, play drums. Do you know what I mean? He's an amazing he's, podcast host. Yes. Yeah, he is. He had yeah. his chat with Dave Grohl. Yeah. It's yeah. So unbelievable. Good, he's so yeah. good at interviewing people. Yeah. I think he's, he's that character. Do you know what I mean? He's a very, I mean, like, he, he blew, he blew my expectations of him away. Mm. Because, you know, I thought I thought I was going to be starstruck, but I wasn't because I'd kind of been hanging out with a few famous artists already. So he kind of dulled it down for me. Do you know what I mean? But then he came out and I'd, I'd taken a mate of mine, Joe Taylor, who's a huge Metallica fan as well. We've both been Metallica fans all our lives. I took him along with me because, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to get an extra guest. And Lars came out and he was like, oh, hey, man. Hey, Ian. Because he remembered me from from Reading Festival when I was there with uh, Reading Festival, huh? and I was like, "Sorry, you remember my name? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's, it was like, uh, yeah, it, it took me a moment to realise what had just happened. That <laughs> yeah, Lars Ulrich from Metallica had come out yeah. and said, "Hello, Ian." And I'm like, "This is mental." So yeah, you know that that was kind of cool, you know. Like I said, the House of Vans is is only a four hundred cap venue, so it's a really, really close, intimate show. Yeah, mm. they, they the played the new album, and it was just oh man, mm. it was just absolutely insane. Hot, yeah. nothing like a hot, sweaty show. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good meet your hero story, man. I've heard too many meet your hero stories where they've been awful. Yeah, it's not worked out. Oh, I've got a couple of them as well. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that. We'll save that for the next one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, no. L- Lars was just, an, you know, absolute salt of the earth. And you know, I, th- I think I'm hoping that I get to do um, Tama talks with him um, pretty soon. Uh, I'm trying to line that up. So, um, so yeah, he, you know, he's just a very, very accommodating guy. And you know, it's, it's one of those moments, like you say. You know, people do say, "Don't meet your heroes." Well, I did, and he was an absolute legend. Yeah. Totally. 
I mean, they've, I guess guys like that, have done, they've, they've got nothing left to prove, have they? They've done no, literally mate, They've been around the block, yeah. 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 And, what, and what's the point su- in having an ego? Yeah, yeah and they've exactly. survived the stories as well. They've had real yeah. rock and roll stories, man. You yeah. know? People, they had band members die, all sorts yeah, of yeah, crazy yeah. stuff, man. Cliff Burton yeah. and all that. So what, what else is it going to be? It's great. Yeah, n- you know? nothing, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, he's, he's got no ego. I mean, that's, yeah. I think that it's the same as when I met Robert Plant. He, um, those guys, those guys that have been around the block several times, you know, I think people put them on this, this, this pedestal, you know, mm. and kind of think, oh my God, oh my God. Mm. But then when you actually meet them, they're, they're just like you and me and, and it's almost like he wasn't Lars Ulrich. Do you know, and it, yeah. that sounds kind of weird, but, but he was just he was a just guy. Dude, say, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... Hey, 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 man! How you enjoy the show? Yeah, yeah. Come yeah, yeah. and say hi afterwards. And I was like, "This is okay, crazy, but yeah, yeah legend, absolute legend, lovely guy." So you touched on it briefly there, Ian. You spoke about your time of talks. Have you got anyone lined up that you think will be pretty amazing? I watched your one with John Tempesta, and I thought that was really great, man. That was really. Oh, uh, cool. John Tempesta, he's another legend, man. He's another one of those guys that, you know, he's one of my heroes as well, and yeah. he was just so accommodating and so lovely that, you know, um. No, I, I don't really want to say actually. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a really cool vibe that you're doing. It's it's because you know that's the way we're getting information to people now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's you know, true because we we can't hang out in the stores and we can't do clinics because I mean can't do trade shows. You know, maybe twenty percent of these people would have been clinics through the year. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. for you know, and that would have been a whole campaign and a whole other thing. But because we can't do that, it's nice to get these perspectives. It's good to see from 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 two brands point of views you know yeah yeah i mean you know th- well that's uh, do you do you mind if we talk about the, the time of talks thing quick time of talks was something that i mean like it's become a thing now do you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. pe- people know what it is and it's really weird and you know th- i was i was in my local aldi the other day and a guy came up to me and, and said hello and Asked me if I was the guy who was doing the time of talks. I was like, yeah, yeah. And he asked for a photo. And I was like, this is, <laughs> this is, this is mental. What is going on? Um, but really, man, you know, you got you guys know me pretty well, and you know that um, mental health has always been something that that's you know really close to my heart, and mm-hmm. you know, mental well being is is a big part of my life because I've had my struggles with it and all that sort of thing. Um, but really, time of talks came along just because I wanted to it wasn't about the product it wasn't about the artist it wasn't about me it wasn't about anything it wasn't about growing followers it wasn't about any marketing campaign nothing like that it was just something to try and give people something to look forward to at the end of each day mm-hmm. you know if if I if I can think that somebody has got to the end of that day during this god awful time that we're living where so many people are struggling with their mental health. Mm-hmm. If if I think that, you know, somebody's made it to the end of that day to watch my timer talks or whatever, to see John Tempesta or to see Charlie Benante or Simon Phillips or anyone like that, then I think uh, I think I've kind of done something good. Do you know what I mean? It may, it makes me that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that you know, that there's been a lot of people that have have sort of messaged me saying you know, thank you and and wishing me well because, you know, it has got them to the end of the day mm-hmm. where they've been, you know, you know, having dark days and all that sort of thing. And, you know, they've found this whole pandemic really, really difficult. But, you know, something to, you know, seeing their heroes at the end of the day has, has given them a reason to get through that next day. And, you know, long may it continue. I, you know, I want to keep trying to do that to keep, you know, you guys do this podcast and, People look forward to that. I think it's all, it's about us all giving people something to look forward to because there's so much negativity all the time. All mm. you're consumed by negativity mm-hmm. all the time. Everything you read in the news, everything that comes up on your phone, it's all negative. Mm-hmm. So I think if we can collectively give the music industry a few positives, I think that's really cool. And I think we're doing a, a really good job of doing that. Yeah, I'd agree, yeah, man. Absolutely. We we kind of started this as a bit of a laugh. Yeah. Like, I just like something to do that that wasn't, like you say, it's not necessarily always about product and 
all the other things that come with it. It's just, it's just two guys shooting the shit. Yeah, because yeah. that's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so true. So I true. Mean, it's like when I had Abe Cunningham, man. Man, that was one of my favourite Tama talks to date because, again, he's one of those guys you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, you, you you never know if if, you, if you're going to pick up the FaceTime and he's or start the live and he's going to be naked or <laughs> if he's going to be dressed as Chewbacca or you know or it's not even going to be him. You know, it's, <laughs> it. He's one of those guys, and you know, I think they're the sort of guys that inject the positivity into people as well because if people see their heroes kind of getting through it and keeping active and doing stuff and you know i think other people will as well it's it's just wicked man wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, love it cool. and plus um, i could talk the hind legs think, off a donkey as well <laughs> do you think things like that like when we're talking about the tama talks and you know the zildjian meets and you know even what we're doing just now with this podcast do you think things like this will replace things like trade shows down the line or do you think it'll maybe create a bit more conversation about the product than because i mean We've all done a trade show, like we know that it's always loud and you know that you get your allotted time to speak to people about the product. So, I mean, and even I suppose in the age of the internet, do you think, you know, trade shows are going to be as big as that? And do you think things like Tama Talks might replace them in the um, future? I don't know as if they'll replace them. I think, I think during this whole thing, I think people will have assessed what they've saved. Companies would have assessed what they've saved, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in terms of, of financials. I mean, you look at Nam Show. Yeah. Jesus wept. Mm. Yeah. The wow. amount of money that goes into that. I think brands like Zildjian, like even like Laney, like Tama, like Aquarian, like, you know, Pearl, who, whoever they are, mm-hmm. I think they'll probably look at that and think, right, hold on a minute, so... That booth has just cost me a hundred and twenty grand, mm-hmm. but this year I might be, you know, twenty thirty percent down or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's been during a pandemic, so you know, I mean, almost certain I can use that hundred and twenty grand for better things, yeah. more effective things, more yeah. sales actions, things like in stores, like, anything in yeah. store. There was that's yeah. going to be a, a, a fifth of the price, mm-hmm. a tenth yeah. of the yeah. price. You know? Exactly, exactly, and I think. You know that's that, that's really you know I'm 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 speaking for them and and I not that I shouldn't be but you know they they've got their own thing but me personally I've that's what I've noticed I've mm-hmm. noticed that I can you know I've really of my marketing budget this year I I haven't spent very much but mm-hmm. you know I mean look at all the stuff all all the Tama stuff that's happening all the Zildjian stuff that's happening mm-hmm. you know the both the brands are alive at the minute. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. it's it's cost me nothing, and it's just through doing things like this, you know. I've obviously done a few product-based Tama talks and a few product-based Zildjian meets with dealers. Did them did them with yourself with Jake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I think people are gonna realise that there's a better, more there's a cleverer way, cleverer way of of spending their money mm-hmm. um, instead yeah. of doing these massive trade shows. I mean, I think after this. People will, there will, you know, like there will be another UK drum show because people are going to need it. People are going to, you know, guys, I'm looking at you now and I wish I was in that room to give you a hug. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. We're going to need that. Yeah. Um, But I think after that and after the dust has settled, I think people will very, very seriously assess, you know, what they gain for those, for those things. Because in reality, those, those sort of drum shows are great, but with the digital age, I can reach more 10, 20, 30, 100 times more people with one Instagram post than I can an entire weekend in Manchester. Yeah, that you get very little return for financially, you know. Yeah. I know some brands have actually stopped doing them. Yeah. And and they would prefer to spend a market budget for Mm in-stores. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, you'll remember that to... Where are we now? 2021. 2019, we did... 2018, we had a year off of, mm-hmm. of doing of doing the shows. And, um, you know, that's the year we did a lot with stores. Yeah, we Man, did the SLP and store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, the reward, the reward far outweighed the, the, the lack of doing it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very strange. 
So yeah, I think you know, I think there will be more virtual events. I think you know, I'm currently working on something that will that will enable dealers to to get up close and personal with with the product from the comfort of their own room. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you know, so so yeah, there's there's gonna there's definitely gonna be a way a different way of doing things, but you'll never take away the need for a drummer to hug another drummer. Yeah, too many pints had. Um, so how does your how does your job differ from likes of the guitar world? Because just even thinking about the Nam show, the difference in the Nam show between the Gibson booth and like any other drum booth is massive, man. You know, Gibson certainly the last Nam show I was at was was a long time ago. But you know, the the guitar side of it was very different. It's mate, it's low ticket, high turnover, isn't it? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's you know, for the amount of guitars you can get to one drum kit. Mm-hmm. You know that yeah. the 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 Gibsons of the world are, you know, I I, I dread to think how many guitars I sell over drums simply because, you know, I think although obviously there are some guitars that are exp- as expensive as yeah. full acoustic drum kits, you could probably still get, you know, two or three Les Pauls out of, you know, one five piece Star Classic. <laughs> do you know? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. it's so there's there's more money in the guitar world because they they sell more guitars. We sell less drums mm-hmm. because they're they're higher ticket item, in my opinion. How did you get involved with Tunerfish then? Because this is something we should probably talk about. As you know, it was a it was already a brand mm-hmm. many years ago, um, and the guys uh, who owned it at the time asked me to to get involved because they hadn't done much business and you know they wanted to to grow it. And I, I can't you know I've got. Even before I started at Headstock, I've got a quite a, a decent little black book. Do you know what I mean? I've got a, a little black book of names and numbers that that I cash in every now and again. And and tuna fish was just one of those where I, you know I I managed to to help through my little contact book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so more recently, you know, spin on eight years, nine years. Um, the the other two guys have have kind of left the company and and it's it's mine now and Maybe. so um but it's completely different do you know what I mean it's like what I'm doing now compared to what I was doing then uh-huh. is just you know it's it's way more organised it's you know the content is great the uh, you know the 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 new products are are fantastic it's you know it's just it's just a different world man it's just you know they're, they're there was probably too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I mean, even simple things like the packaging. The packaging's just better, man. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just easier to hang and it looks better. You know, when it's when it's from a, a, a merchandise. Does it? Do you do you think seriously? Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah, yeah from, like a, it's much more concise. It's much more uniform from a merchandising point of view. Things being the same size to hang up, so they all look the same. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like putting no the, putting the bands in the bag. Yeah, genius. Yeah, so, you know, it's the little things, man. Game changes. The little things. Yeah, yeah. But like, so like, <laughs> <laughs> and she did. No, um, so what do you see for the company? Are you just gonna? Is it, you know, because it's obviously run in conjunction with your actual job that you do. Yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. your act, but your job. You know. Yeah. So, do you want to grow it? Are you happy with? Yeah, hundred percent. No, no, no. There's. I mean, I'm already developing a, a another couple of new products. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, they're they're coming along nicely. It's it's one of those things that. You know, it's it's not like Zildjian and Tama. It's it's never going to be a massive brand. Well, I don't know, mate. I, I say that, but you know, if well, it I mean, becomes you, a you, successful accessory like, brand, you know, yeah, yeah. You when know. you've got guys like Adam Marcello using it at the Super Bowl, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much bigger can you get? You know, it's yeah, pretty it's amazing. Like, if you look on a drummer's website and they've got all these brands listed up in like two or three n, there's your logo. It's quite cool, eh? Pretty rad. Yeah, yeah, and it, to be, you know, I'm I'm kind of proud of the logo as well. That's that's another little bit of of um another little bit of oh, there we go. Boom. genius. Is that tape? Um, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. branded tape. <laughs> well, do you know what? I got this because of you guys. Yeah, it's oh. bloody expensive though, isn't it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> right. When, when, when I ordered it, I was like, ah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, when seventy-two rolls arrived, I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ! I've got to sell yeah. some tuna fish to get a shot yeah. of this stuff. 
<laughs> I had a marketing budget and I bought some tape with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right, yeah. let me just let me let me just grab. There you go. Look. Yeah, man. Boom. Yeah, looks great. It's, just, it's it's quite a nice little logo as well, you know. But it's just the whole th- the whole thing looks really works. pro, yeah. you know. Yeah, it looks really yeah. pro. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah. So that's that. Um, yeah. So new products on the way. Some very exciting new products. Obviously, you know, at the minute nobody's gigging. Yeah. So I get it. You know, they're they're not going to fly off the shelves. But you know, we're we're getting a a really really steady amount of orders every day. Mm-hmm. So you know, like I say, for a little accessory brand that is looking to be a bigger accessory brand. Mm. Yeah, I'm happy with the way it's going. It's good. Good. Yeah. And guys who are like like myself and Chris who are doing a lot of recordings now, you know, I mean like a product like Tunafish is perfect because, you know, the last thing you want when you get a really good drum take is to listen halfway through and your snare's detuned and it's sort of something Mate, you know, do you know what we if had, I had that, a pound, man? We had that at bloody um at another store. I won't say the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had that another store. We were we were doing a, a, a time of filming, and it, I think it was just um, in the nut box. There was, you know, you, um, it was it was a an entry level kit, but you know, in the nut boxes of uh, like rhythm and stuff, they've got that little plastic kind of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. grub mm-hmm. washer yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it was missing one of them. Ah uh, no. And I had Andy Clements with me, best tech in the industry. Shout out Andy Clements. Um, <laughs> I had him with me and he, oh man, it was on the snare and every single time, every single take, we could not get it because you could hear it going. You could, uh, yeah, no. it's gone, it's gone. So fortunately, because this shop was a stockist of tuna fish, <laughs> we, we got them to get a packet out and it sorted it. And we were like, yes, sick. Yeah. No more tightening up an attention rod. Oh my God, yeah. thank God. Yeah, like a minute and a half into the recording. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Again, man. yeah. Yeah. Killer. Little. Killer. Yeah. But yeah. So. so, if you wanted the general public to know one thing about the kind of role that you do, what would you want them to know? To make it, I'll, I'll, I'll take it even further, to make everything a little bit. A little bit easier, a little bit sweeter. He shops in Aldi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, oh God, yeah. I can't believe I actually said that. God damn. I shop in Aldi, man. It's fine. Oh man, Aldi's great. It's fine. Okay, they don't know. They don't know my my town though, do they? So that's good. Oh, no, <laughs> they can't come. And tr- the the endorsement hunters can't come and track me down. Um, <laughs> you can I, find I, Ian's I, home address at. No, my joke. Yeah, <laughs> don't, Adam. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a that's a tricky question to to make the job easier. You know, just the, to make their awareness of how the whole thing comes together. You know, because so I would say that when when you pick up when you go in and you pick up that drum or pick up that symbol and look at the price tag. You as dealers will appreciate me saying this. Mm -hmm. When you look at that price tag and you think, Jesus Christ, that's expensive. Think about all the man hours that have gone into getting that symbol or that drum in that store in front of you to Mm. try out. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say to anyone, any Mm -hmm. consumer. When you look, you know, when you pick up a, you know, a K-Con and it says like 700 quid or whatever, or an SLP snare and it's like 380 odd quid. Think about how 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 much craftsmanship has gone into that mm. product, how much love, how much time and energy, how many times it's been through the furnace to get it <laughs> shaped yeah. right. How, yeah. You know, how the lathing process has been done. Yeah. Think about all those, because if you extrapolate it out over the fact that you're probably going to use that symbol or that snare for about 20 years, it works out to be about point zero 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 one of a p a day. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Do you know, that that's what I would say. So just think about it. Just when yeah. you hold that drum and you smell it and you taste it and you play it and you love it, yeah. think about what's gone into getting it. Yeah. yeah. And you're right because like even like some of those Star Reserve drums, like or the snares anyway. Like I think was it the brass one? It's like three hundred individual hammer marks or something bonkers like that, and it's like all hand, every single one of them's. You Do know. you remember when we went to Boston and you had, you had to watch those guys standing in front of the kilns for like twelve hours a day, just putting symbols, dripping in the oven. with sweat. Yeah, and and like 
Paul Francis is like, yeah, getting staffs really hard. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> no wonder. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Firstly, you've got to be an absolute tank to shovel symbols in and out an oven all day. But to actually stand there, man, that that to, that process must be brutal. Even with the, you know, even the guys who put the stuff, they they rotate the guys, don't they? Yeah, but, they do. but even then, when it comes out of the kiln, it's still fucking like. 50 billion degrees centigrade do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah. and there was there's like you and me walking through going oh, God, sorry, <laughs> go, excuse me mate excuse me, can you open a window <laughs> like, no mate no. open the window you can write less of it but yeah it's true man it's like you know those poor guys have to you know shovel those those bits of metal all day every day yeah it's no no joke no it's no joke man it's, it's no tough. it really isn't you know, it's, it's a wee, like he says, we're just like, oh, it's a bit warm in here. Like, yeah, yeah no shit. You know, it's like, <laughs> like 1,200 yeah. degrees exactly. in front of me, man, you know. Standing next to the sun. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they put, I think so each good. one goes in like 10, it goes right like 10 symbols yeah, at yeah. once or something. Yeah. And, you know, just yeah. crazy. But then, it, you know, it, it goes... It goes in and goes round and then goes round again and yeah. round again. You know, yeah. it doesn't go through the rollers once. Yeah. <laughs> it goes, and then, it and goes then through it, several times. And the water times. and then, yeah. What a process. Yeah, brutal. Yeah. Absolutely brutal. But yeah, you know, if if anyone gets to, if anyone's listening and anyone wants to go to the Zildjian factory in Boston, <laughs> go and try it out. Yeah. Just it's don't go fucking to the, hot. Don't go, <laughs> don't go to that lobster restaurant, man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh. oh man, we look. If we get, it's gonna be hours. Yeah, man. Just it's like it's like. Imagine the office went to a lobster restaurant. And just, <laughs> just yeah. and like yeah, but uh, the office, the office cast when they're in a an old people's home. Yeah. In a lobster restaurant. Yeah. yeah. It was. I. Yeah, I brilliant. would watch the shit out of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great days, man. Yeah, indeed. So, man, if people want to find you, Ian, if they want to connect, where can they get you, bro? Where can they find you? Uh, so through the to, through the um, Tama UK socials uh, at Tama GBI or at Tama um, at Zildjian GBI or on my own personal Instagram page, which is at Aguado Bush. <laughs> brilliant well thank you so much for Thanks coming for on this, man. man this has been great it's been really cool to have Pleasure, diff- a different um, a different angle yeah absolutely yeah. For, for people so I really appreciate your time mate really yeah we do appreciate it man thank you so. mate any time is so good it's just good to see your face yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it <laughs> yeah. no it's, it's good man it's just like you know I think it's important to like I said just, just to stay positive and to give people something to do and you know, we, we love having an ass around anyway, don't we? Yeah, so for real, for real, yeah. for real. I'm just going to be watching my back next time we can all see each other because I just know <laughs> you've got a scare planned, like a prime one. Yeah. I'm coming for you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I won't sleep tonight then. <laughs> well, man, you, you please take care. Yeah, take um, yeah, care no yourself. You too, and you too, we, you too. We will catch up with you. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yes. Yeah, cool. Love to you all, man. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drummers Only Radio. You can find us online at www.drummersonly.co.uk. Drop us a line. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Drummers Only UK. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Any questions, info at drummersonly.co.uk is the email. Or if you need leads, it's leads at drummersonly.co.uk. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.